0: So thank you, and let's get to the show. So one of the questions I get most often from people sliding into the DMs is, hey, what's your book recommendation on such and such topic? It could be like, hey, what's your what's your top three book recommendations on money or finance, investing, real estate? Um, and in particular, one that people love to ask is, what's your top uh, book recommendations for productivity? Now, truthfully, I don't really read a lot of productivity books, not like in the strictest sense of like books that are all about personal productivity, but I have read a lot of books that have helped me become more productive. So I thought I would just shoot a quick uh, recording here talking through three that have been very, very impactful for me, both in my personal life, but also in my businesses. Two of the three books that I'm going to talk about here today are... Um, were specifically recommended to me as books that would help me scale my businesses. But one of the things that I've, I've come to realize over the years is that if it works in my business, it probably also works in my personal life and in a, in a very real way, business and entrepreneurship is the ultimate personal development. Like this, It it took me many years to realize this, but when I was struggling all those years with my ADHD, like I didn't have systems and frameworks in uh, in place that would allow me to succeed. I was also rebelling against authority. So like other people couldn't tell me what to do. They couldn't hold me accountable. And then I also rebelled against my own internal authority. Right. I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but. One of the things that really helped me get out of my way and start actually responding to my my personal authority was entrepreneurship and building a business where I was the one responsible for the inputs and therefore the outputs. Like there was this corollary between if I put in the energy and the work, then the output was something that I could I could set a timer to. And I knew that it was dependent on me in a way that when I was working for somebody else in a W-2, like I could put in the work, but no matter how great the work was, if the output was 100X or 10X, like I was still getting paid the same amount. For some reason, entrepreneurship, like... The systems and processes that allow you to succeed in business, they just resonated with me on such a deep personal level that in a in a very real way, that was what really started helping me. Those were the systems that started helping me become a a functioning member of society, not just in business, but just in my personal life, my relationships as well. So all that's to say, these are three productivity books that maybe wouldn't fall on a lot of people's productivity book lists, um, but that have been immensely helpful for me. The first one is probably on most people's productivity list. Actually, like this is a fantastic book. It's called the one thing by Gary Keller. It's a very short read, only a couple hundred pages, but and and, and the concept here is not super deep and profound in any meaningful way. It is really just one core idea, which is this. If you determining what that one thing is, that one most important activity that by doing it, everything else becomes easier or irrelevant and figuring out What is that one thing? And then doing that and ignoring everything else, ignoring every other distraction until you accomplish that one thing. Now we know this, we know multitasking is just dilution of focus and that if the quality of our results depends on the quality of our focus, we need to avoid diluting our our focus. Otherwise we're going to get diluted results, right? So multitasking is not the way to go. We know this inherently, intuitively, and yet sitting down and actually focusing on one singular thing is the big struggle that many of us have. I put together some resources and uh, trainings on this. If you guys want to check it out beyond the apex.com backslash hyperfocus, that is the hyperfocus masterclass where I lay out like exactly how I go through the process of clearing out my life so I can just focus on that one thing. But this book, the one thing by Gary Keller is so interesting as a concept because it's something that though we know it's something we should be doing it. It's so easy to get off track and More so, it can be very difficult sometimes to determine what is that one thing? Like, what is that lead domino that's going to knock down everything else? Like having a system for that is is helpful. So that's where this book has really been immensely helpful. Not so much in the system, the framework that it gives you, um, but more about the mindset of always thinking through every single morning. What is the one thing that if I got this done, it was going to have the biggest impact on everything else and then focusing um, on that to the exclusion of everything else until it's complete. All right, the second book, and this is one that is probably not on anybody else's productivity list, so you're welcome. It is called The Goal, a process of ongoing improvement by a, a gentleman named uh, Eliyahu Goldrat. This book is kind of like an underground cult classic. It's It's the name, the goal, a process of ongoing improvement has nothing to do with personal development. It is all about the theory of constraints within the application of a manufacturing environment. What's interesting about this book is it was written as a parable or as a as a narrative. So what that means is instead of like your typical personal product uh, development book or business book written through the lens of like, here's the frameworks, here's my personal experiences, the, the author creates a character and then puts that character into these hypothetical, tells a hypothetical story of this gentleman living his life, going in to fix a business, and like all the different issues that he occurs along the way. So it's told in the form of a parable, which is very interesting. Um, but the whole the whole book is really around the idea of the theory of constraints, which is that a system will only grow until it reaches the limit of its constraints. And so you've heard, you know, the, the chain is only as strong as its weakest link, That is this idea. And I read this book when we were building our manufacturing company, Escape Climbing, and it came at a very pivotal time because we were manufacturing is an environment all about efficiencies and like processes and trying to get everything dialed in. And it can be very easy to get your focus in on one particular thing that you perceive to be the, 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 the limitation when in reality, you might be focusing on the thing that's just easiest to move out of the way. And so this book was really a reframing to help us understand that continual improvement is, is an act of continually identifying and then alleviating the blockages. What are those constraints at any given moment? What is the biggest constraint? Put all your time and energy, solve that thing. And then by consequence, when it's no longer the constraint, now you need to pivot and identify, identify the new constraint because that's what happens, right? Like it's not suddenly all of the things are firing in equal measure. It's never like that. It's like you solve this one thing, like for us for a long time, it was the the post-production process of our climbing hold took a really long time. So we refined those systems, dialed it in so that the, the amount of motion and movement that the person having to do the work um, was reduced. And then the, the quality control was very high. So the likelihood of them making mistake was very low. So that no longer became the, the constraint. Now the constraint became how much plastic could the people inside the production room actually pour inside of an hour, and so then we had to go in there and start working through the processes. And then once we got to the point where we can't we can't physically move any faster, now the thing that's slowing us down is how long it takes for the plastic to cure. Now we started saying, okay, well, let's create. Uh, how can we accelerate this product? Uh, this process, we could put the the holds inside of a, a baking oven for twelve hours and accelerate the 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 catalytic um, convert uh, catalytic process within the the polyurethane. Anyway, I'm getting into the weeds. So you can see, like the constraint continually moves. So the goal, as you know, an individual is to identify where in your life you are being constrained. You know, in a lot of cases, for me in my life, it was in the beginning, at least, um, it was money. It was money was my constraint, and it was. When I really got down to, I identified I didn't have the skills necessary to go out there and make more money, and so I had plenty of time, I had plenty of ambition and hustle, but I did not have the skills necessary, and so that was the constraint. And once I had the skills, then it was a matter of applying those skills, and then once I was applying the skills, it was a matter of applying them to higher and higher leverage activities. So you can see the constraints just kind of kind of keep expanding. This book is a great way of reframing. What productivity really even is. Like it's not trying to move the or like open the flow of the thing that's already flowing freely. It's trying to figure out where are you constrained in life and then alleviating that. All right, the next book, and this again is guaranteed not to be on anybody's productivity list, but it was very, very helpful for me and our businesses. And we built escape climbing actually off the back of this book in many, many ways. It's called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And it's really a framework for understanding how to run team meetings, how to run a, a company in terms of like, how do we set our quarterly and our monthly and our weekly goals? How do we have our cadence of accountabilities? How do we think through um, the prioritization of our tasks? And then how do we actually execute those in a way where the team is communicating and moving forward? But this book, I still use it in my personal life, which is so interesting because it's about running a bigger team. But really, at the end of the day, you are a person of multiple personalities. Like there are, there's a lot going on inside of you, and so a book like this is, I find very helpful for uh, nighttime Anthony to communicate with daytime Anthony, to communicate with ambitious Anthony, to communicate with lazy Anthony, as, as to what he should be doing at any given moment. And so I find this book very, very helpful. It's called the Four Ds, uh, Four Disciplines of Execution. It's very, very good. But at the end of the day, like all of these books, they're just. They're just ideas or concepts or frameworks that are helpful if you actually apply them. And in my my estimation, any book, any system, any framework can be successful if you apply it with excellence. The problem is most people just go and consume and consume and consume. They read hundreds of books. They feel smarter, but then they never actually apply anything. And so knowledge without application is a complete waste of time. So Don't get so hyper-focused in on what the actual system is that you're using and and is it the absolute perfect system. Instead, just commit to using a system and it'll probably get you pretty damn far. So those are my top three productivity books. I hope you guys enjoy them. Let me know. Have you checked these out? Have you read any of these three? Uh, Shoot me a message. Shoot me a review. Give a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And uh, as always, thank you for being here. I'll catch you in the next episode. But until then. Stay or focus, my friend. Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show.